It was a chill spring dawn in the mid-1800s when a tattered, gas-filled balloon heaved into the sky outside the bastions of Paris. Quivering, the sphere's onion-shaped, tasseled silhouette floated toward the sprawls of glistening tin and tile roofs. Rain, hail, and the year's last snow had swept Paris clean during the night. A crumpled chessboard of canyons, crawling with ponds, knights, and castles, appeared below the balloon's dangling wicker basket. In it, a lone passenger crouched, shivering, stunned by the view. As the light grew, the mist dispersed. The chess pieces focused themselves into miniature men and women, toy horses and carriages. The canyons turned into a strangely wonderful cityscape of dusty work sites, half-ruined churches, half-built boulevards or train stations, medieval turrets, towers, and gargoyles. Symmetrical, freshly finished off-white apartment houses and massive old ochre monuments spiraled outward from the Seine. Sinuous and slow, the river wore the same indefinite blue-gray tint as the sky. Instead of clouds, whitecaps flecked the surface. The river broke around islands, rejoined itself, split again around riverboats and bridge pilings, and then curved out of the camera frame to east and west. From under a black canvas hood, the young Gaspard Félix Tournachon, better known as Félix Nadar, released the shutter, counted, then twisted around quickly, developing his photographic plates. After a half-dozen failures from a tethered balloon, he had puzzled out the problem. The process worked, the plates retained their ghostly images, and his balloon could float free. The most daring of early photographers, an unapologetic romantic, Nadar had decided one day in 1855 that it was time someone invented aerial photography and that he would be the man. A gifted jack-of-all-trades, full of impractical ideas, he had evolved from bookseller, smuggler, spy, caricaturist, painter, novelist, and journalist to would-be revolutionary, marching from Paris to Warsaw in 1848 to fight the Polish independence, though he had no connection to the country. With equally madcap passion, he had mastered the art of photography and reached the top of his newborn trade in less than five years. Then he had taken to the sky. Ballooning was big. Why not turn a wicker basket into a photo studio and lab? As sensitive as his plates, Nadar had Paris on the brain. He sometimes imagined the city from romantic heights, but with no skyscrapers or Eiffel Tower to look down from. With a pigeon's eye view in his head, he had prowled the streets, alleys, and parks, then had climbed down and explored the catacombs and the sewers of Paris, and one day would invent flash photography to record their lightless depths. Nadar was also famous as a professional nomad and heartbreaker. Standing six feet tall when other Frenchmen were a head shorter, he habitually tossed his head to keep his luxuriant russet hair out of his slightly wall eyes. Life was a lark, an endless chase. He had changed his name to Nadar after the Gothic fashion. It sounded vaguely medieval, bohemian, and provocative, and went with his lifestyle. He and his unruly comrades decamped from one dive to the next, a day ahead of the eviction squad. 
It was Félix Nadar who starred in the original cast of La Bohème, before it migrated from Paris Garrets to the realm of operatic art. He loved and immortalized the flesh-and-blood Mimi, the consumptive beauty of Puccini's masterpiece, or one of her many sisters. Mimi was a made-up name. Nadar and his comrades, the poet Charles Baudelaire and the novelists Théophile Gautier and Alexandre Dumas, knew the artist's studios and unheated rooftop rooms of Paris better than just about anyone.